This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> authentic. Last night and this whole week was very authentically Seattle the word that I just kept thinking about and I know that was one of the goals if you know anything about the folks who work for the Mariners and and put on a lot of this Kevin Martinez and Greg Green and Mandy and Camden and the rest of their group I mean that you're talking about a group that really understands this city Mm -hmm. I think as well as anybody and you know, I'm sure I'm leaving other people out, but that whole group, I thought, did such a great job of of helping baseball get what it meant to be Seattle. And the city looked great on TV. It looked great being at the park last night. It was an unbelievable advertisement for this area, for this fan base. For you know, it was just very authentically Seattle, and I thought they did a great job of incorporating all of the things that make this region unique. And honestly, Brock, I, I wrote it last night. I felt proud to live here last mm-hmm. night. It was a really great showing by our city and our, our region here. Yeah, I, I just a number of times just turned to the people all around me like, can you believe this night? Like you just could not if you're the city of Seattle and you could try to drop the most epic, perfect July night. Like you just couldn't do it any better. It was clean. The sun was shining. The grass was impeccable. For those of us that love landscaping, as you do and yes, I do, the, course, the, the yes. edging, the trimming, the the logo in the outfit—I mean, it was it's just funny. They were showing the shots of of uh, the stadium in two thousand one. Yeah, I was like, it looks better now. Oh yes, it legitimately yes. looks better now than it did when it opened. Agreed. Th- that is incredible. So again, I, I I kept coming back to that word for any number of reasons. Julio Rodriguez being authentically himself. I mean, that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I think everybody is so enamored with Julio. Kirby was very much authentically him, and same with even Castillo. Who didn't pitch. I, I don't. Know, I watched him just on the bench for a while, and always smiling and talking to everybody. I I really came away with that that word. And you know, they're not the only ones. Look at the guys that came out and threw out the first pitch. And, and caught the first pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, four guys mm-hmm. that, if anything, are authentic to who they truly are. Ken Griffey Jr. compromises for nobody. Jay Buhner, beloved because of his authenticity. And you got to see him yesterday. I did run into Jay in the tunnel, which yes. was great, and talked to him for a couple of minutes. <laughs> yes. And uh, he is Jay Buhner. He's authentic. There is no <laughs> doubt he is the same guy that you've that he's always been. Yep. Dan Wilson, absolutely that same way. And, yep. and Edgar, of course, as well. So... I don't know. I, I really was sort of struck by that last okay, night. Okay, but those four guys, as you say that, I kind of have this little chuckle on my face because I'm wondering, as an authentic guy that has lived here 44 of my 47 years, if you would ask those four guys and say, hey, you know, you guys are Seattle. You are everything Mariners. You are everything about it. Would you have imagined one day being in this building for a national audience and hear what these fans are doing? Right. The, these were... We're nice, right? We're kind of Canadian nice just south of the border. We're kind of the passive aggressive. We kind of just sit on our hands. We, you know, we have had knitting nights in the past. Like, could you have, could you have imagined your fans booing those Astro players when they ran these all stars, booing those guys when they ran onto the field? And then furthermore, chanting for Otani? 
I mean, would you have, it's, to me, like maybe this is the new authentic Seattle. Maybe this is who we are as sports fans. And, and that, that dynamic has shifted to change because I guarantee you those four, if you had a little true sermon in there, would like chuckle like, no, no, these fans have, these fans have come a long way. They've grown up way. a little bit they've in grown, the last they've, 30 years. They have grown up and come a long way in this, yeah. in this time. Their demands for excellence are tremendous. Their, their standards now have been elevated. They want a champion. And it was super cute. This uh, this kid next to me, twelve year old guy, guy next to me, said, "Hey," um, and he was talking to his dad. He said, "Hey, uh, do you think do you think we could start a GoFundMe for Otani? Like, what if everyone in King County or mm. in Western Washington chipped in for a go? Because we're all chanting, you know, come to Seattle. What if we all chipped into a GoFundMe? Mm. And uh, his dad, who whom you know, a sales guy, and it was like." That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a pretty. That's a pretty. That's a pretty savvy idea right there out of my twelve-year-old boy. I mean, would you? Could you not raise half a billion dollars? No. If, oh, oh, legitimately, what number do you think the fans, if if, if everybody just chipped in in this town, in this town, I think in west in Western Washington. You don't want my name. You don't I, want my I, I can tell your answer. Because Maura, I'm, Justin? I'm thinking of Justin yesterday or telling us the story about the drone show. And while everything's going on, what happens? This was Brock. You're going to love this. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm filming the drones over the space. Uh-huh. All-Star Week, Seattle, every logo, <laughs> Pacific Northwest, Pike Place. Guy comes out the street, walks out of the bar and goes, ah, what's all this for? <laughs> So, no, I don't think we'd raise quite as much as maybe you uh, and people's sons uh, might think, but I get the idea. Uh, it, it, it is a new version of Seattle, and maybe we have Richard Sherman and the Legion of Boom to thank for sort of the mm-hmm. awakening that this fan base has had here over the course of the Did last Do you think decade. that was coming when Otani came to bat? I didn't. I mean, I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Did you great. have any inkling, Maura, Justin, do you have any inkling that the fans would just jump aboard and do that? I, I absolutely did not. I, I did not I, either. Normally, when something like that is like being organized, you kind of get a like a, a vibe. sense of like, "Hey, we're going to start this." Change. You'll see it in like Twitter or Reddit or something. Nope, that it seemed like organic, it was just immediate, immediate, organic. Came from right field yep. and then just sort of exploded around the ballpark. It was pretty cool. It was so cool. What did you think of just going to the All Star game? I loved it. I liked it a lot more than honestly I thought I would. And, Different and, feel than the home run derby. Yeah, I thought it was a very different, different feel last night. It was a little more formal. It was a little more, I mean, there was more corporate mm-hmm. element around. Mm-hmm. There were more national fans as opposed to just Mariner fans. Yep. But it was still a Mariner crowd. I mean, it was still very much, a, as I said, a Seattle experience. And I don't know, I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. It was, it, it, it was cool seeing that many great players in one place. Yes. And, you know, they played very modern baseball with yes. a 3 2 game and a lot of pitching and a little bit of offense and everything else. It is always a reminder when you go to those games and you see the best in the world. And I was listening to Scott's service yesterday with Bob and Wyman, and they were asking about this experience for him as a coach. Like, you know, what, what are you doing as a coach of an all star game? He's like, well, through a little BP, and then I'm just talking to the guys, right? There's not a whole lot of coaching. These are the greatest players on the planet. And then when you get to watch them in person and see it, the TV kind of tunes down, much like the television tunes down the violence of a football game. Mm-hmm. If you're on the sidelines of a, of, a, of a game in the NFL, if you four four of us were there, like right there, you would be flinching so much. <laughs> like these, these collisions, you'd be like, oh, like you, but the TV kind of tones it down. 
when you get to watch those those pitchers in person, you wonder how in the world do you ever hit? I mean, how do these guys ever hit 102 and 198 and every guy I mean, they throwing they mostly don't, night? to be honest with you. <laughs> like, they mostly don't hit it. I mean, like, you're watching these dudes, and it's not even just the name brand guys. Like, yeah, it's Garrett Cole, but it's also Cano and, like, some of these random right. all-stars where you're like, okay, that guy's good. Oh, he throws 101 with a slider that breaks 25 That's inches. right. Like, How am I okay. supposed to hit that? The only thing they hit is the mistakes. You know, when George kept the curveball up to JD, okay, because he's trying to hit 98 and the, right. ba- and the barrel just, you know, goes through the zone. And I mean, it is so stinking hard to hit. But yeah, it was a it was a show. And from the very first two pitches of the game, you know, the, the line outs hit the wall at the right field and the left field yeah. and Garcia making a play, Rosarena making a I mean, it was just yeah, it was a tremendous display of great athletes. Those that say, oh, baseball players, and I'll raise my hand 14 years ago looking for the buff dudes. Where are the buff dudes? Where are the athletes? Where are they? Well, the game has changed a lot because there were athletes galore on the diamond last night. Well, it was a pretty cool evening, and, and congratulations to everybody who was a part of it. Julio, very impressed with the city. Oh, my God, that was unbelievable. That was an unbelievable feeling. Uh, and I would say we'll have had the playoff games all down, but there was just something different, though. Having like an event-based crowd, kind of to say it like that, and it was just unbelievable to have all the stars here and the energy that the fans brought. Like it was unbelievable what, what they did, and Seattle definitely showed out. Did he say an event town, an event crowd, right? <laughs> I think I think that's what he, like, it, it is an event town. It is an event town, and they went all out. And kudos to the Mariners, kudos to the organization, kudos to having the whole Major League Baseball and all eyes on you in your house. And it was vacuumed. The dishes were put away. It couldn't have been prettier. It couldn't have been nicer. Your home shined last night. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. What a night. What an unbelievable night in Seattle. You can say whatever you want about this town, but it shows up for a big time event. It was very clear last night. Pre-game party at the halfback was great. Seeing all the legends out there, Griffey and Edgar and Wilson and Buner and Throw Lou Pinella's name out there. Lou had not been around in a long he time. Good too. He did. Though. Yeah, it was really great to see him out there. And so that was cool. You had the meaningful, the kid running around the bases was just an un, just a, such a cool moment. It's all the players out there and everything else. And then they started playing baseball, and immediately it was great baseball. Bowl <laughs> ahead, one and two. Here it comes. Swing and a high fly ball. That's well struck. Left field. A Rosarena back at the wall. Jumps, and he makes the catch. Oh, boy. Second great play in a row to start the All-Star game. First, it was Adolis Garcia. Then it was Randy Rosarena. And it just kind of continued from there. It was a heck of a night. Garrett Cole had to be saying to himself, like, man, this would be a nice place to pitch. Because both <laughs> those balls are gone in New York, right? I mean, if he's pitching in his own own home ballpark, uh, both those balls the first were. first one would have been for sure. For sure to right field. Left field, maybe, maybe not. But two great plays, tremendous athleticism. Uh, Julio, a big walk late. So did you think when Julio came up, mm. it was just like the most storybook of a storybook kind of day, a storybook kind of week? Well, I think you know how I think. I, uh, in true Salk fashion, left early, uh, <laughs> which is what I do. Yes. I generally can't stay to the end of games because I don't want to be, I don't want to sit there and like add a couple hours on to it. Right. And so I'm watching, I see, yes. I'm watching Tucker and I'm kind of like, kind of hope he strikes out. <laughs> Like, don't put me through this because if Julio hits a home run to win this game and I left early, it's uh-huh. just going to be awful. And 
He actually, I didn't want Julio to make an out. Right. So this was really the perfect, perfect for you. Perfect scenario for me. I thought it worked out great. Anyway, uh, NL wins thanks to uh, Elias Diaz, who uh, has the uh, two-run home run. First time in like nine years yeah. or something crazy like that. They've had a lead in the National League just four times in nine years. <laughs> Yeah, but what a remarkable story. A 32-year-old first All-Star experience. You could tell he and his teammates were thrilled for him to win that MVP. Well, he was also kind of the like, well, I guess we got to put a Rocky That's on right. there, guy. And That's right. Sometimes those dudes end up coming That's up big. just baseball. Yeah, pretty darn cool. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, as for memorable moments, there were many of them last night. But I think that one will be the one that will be talked about the most came during Shohei Otani's first and second at-bats. Left-hand hitter at the plate, righty delivers. Swing and a tapper foul. Come to Seattle. This is great. Listen to this. Deal one. Outside low. Well, first of all, they'd have to rename the Space Needle. Yeah. Uh, Space Otani. Right. And then, you know, wherever he goes, he's going to need a national monument. Well, I think those things seem nah, fairly that's, easy that's to do. Hard. I mean, like, that's something I'm sure we Probably could Probably a tawny needle. Well, here's what, uh, here, yeah. <laughs> the, the needle part of it seems awfully important to <laughs> yes. describe what it is. Anyway, apparently he heard them loud and clear, uh, said to reporters afterwards, never experienced anything like that, but I definitely heard it. I was just trying to focus on my at-bat and the game. Every time I come here, the fans are passionate. They're really into the game, so it's very impressive. Mm. I actually spent a couple off-seasons in Seattle, so I like the city. It's beautiful. Well, that's a positive sign. Certainly not a negative sign. And as a guy that's been off-seasons in Seattle and wasn't photographed and, you know, wasn't bothered, you know, one of the things that my little brother says about Lincoln Riley down at SC is he just loves it. I mean, he last few years in, in Norman, Oklahoma, trying to go out to dinner, trying to go anywhere right. versus, I mean, I could be on Manhattan Beach and nobody comes up and nobody bothers me and it's a land of stars and it's a land of, a, you know, a melting pot of so many people that I'm just allowed to live my life. And the fact that Otani was able to spend some off-seasons up here, mm-hmm. and that's the first I think any of us had ever heard mm-hmm. of it, to me, that's a pretty Although good compelling sign, You just sign made too. a pretty good compelling argument for the Los Angeles Dodgers, well, if he wants to be a star, but does he strike you as well, one? That, you just said he went to L.A., and now nobody knows who he is because well, there's so he, many but stars But he lives there. here, and nobody knew who he was and bothered him. Mm-hmm. So, Well, Julio talked to him a little bit. <laughs> I did talk to him a little bit, but not specifically about him coming to Seattle. just asking a couple questions, but... That was that was that was cool. I mean, that was a very interesting thing to see how the whole city can, whenever they combine themselves, they can do something very amazing. And I thought it was pretty cool of what they did whenever they came together and do that. Just speaks to what we said yesterday. When yep. in doubt, Julio points to this fan base. It yes. seems like every single time. Here's the third thing you need to know. Final day of the draft yesterday, Mariners made 10 more selections, including another local guy, Whit Watson, a right-hander out of Burlington, taken in the 20th round. Congratulations to him and his family. Overall brought 10 pitchers, nine of them right-handed, four high school players out of the bunch, and all four came in the first four rounds, so four of their top six picks were uh, were uh, high school kids. The theme, though, in general, upside. Mm-hmm. And then I think what the Mariners seem to know about pitching. They know and have identified the kind of guys they like. I think they're maybe still working through and trying to figure out what that is on the hitting side. Of By things. upside, you kind of mean that U word, right? That unique traits, that unique athleticism. some Something, whether it's the bat speed or just the overall body composition or the twitch or whatever, explosion, whatever it is. Yeah, and young. You know, a bunch, a bunch of high schoolers. I think the most compelling 
is that late round uh, pitcher. I think the numbers were right. I don't think it was a typo. Six nine two fifty eight. I want to see that guy next spring. That creature. See see what he's doing because old Felix Bautista is a big man. About six nine two fifty eight. That's pretty large too. All right, that is everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salt Show. Felix Bautista is massive, huge. Oh, how he throws that! I mean, usually, right once you get that size, you've seen long levered guys, and obviously Randy right here, the big unit himself. But to have that kind of like those shoulders, girth, that girth. How do you move those shoulders? His shoulders look honestly. He looks like a left tackle. (laughs) Have you ever seen a left tackle throw a baseball? It's not pretty. Thankfully, no. No, yeah. not pretty at Thankfully, all. Thankfully, no. I've not seen anything. <laughs> and that man just won a many last night throwing absolute gas. What was your favorite moment last night? Who Are we going to do takeaways? Are yeah, we at full? 8.30. Okay, we'll do a full long takeaways. Yeah. Um, there were multiple moments that my hair was just standing up on my arms last night. I mean, just goosebumps upon goosebumps of... Of something, you know, the pride here in this city, uh, how well they do, how well they market this organization, markets baseball, and markets its people, and markets the product. And yeah, that flyover, I mean, it gets me every time. Flyovers, fly, they, in college games, I lose my mind up in the booth. And, you know, Benetti looks at me like, what is wrong with you? You know, but I just, it gets me every time. And that was so well done. Just the rockets and the anthem and the flyover. I just, just, I just melted in my seat. I mean, it was really, really cool to me. You were very struck by it. I'm very, yeah, I'm getting, I'm struck by a lot of things at this day and age. You just basically spend the whole day crying now. Yeah. Is that your day? Like how much time during every day do you spend crying now? I think every day I do probably shed some tears. You think you shed a tear every day? Just about every day. What? Yeah. That can't be true. Pretty close. What? Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, not full on (laughs) boo-hoo. Um, but just, a, but just like a tear. You shed a tear every just day. A, just a welling of emotion. Justin yeah. Mora, have how, you not listened to how, Jimmy Valvano? Have you not listened to Jimmy do you, V? Do you shed a tear every day. Yes, it happens at nine forty-five. Oh, <laughs> man, into that. That, that is bum, not boom. nice. How <laughs> dare you, Mora? All right, coming up next, I've got a mostly all-star edition, Brock, of which is better. We will do it oh. coming up next on Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on seven ten SeattleSports dot com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Well, G. Scott's let his opinion be known. We'll uh, talk to him later in the week. He seemed to enjoy the All-Star game last night and what that looked like on TV. We'll have takeaways at 8.30. I got a couple of questions in my takeaways. Well, let's just be clear. You get a check. From baseball, you're right. going to start to be all in. It's on amazing how all Man, in you, you get become. that bag, you get that check. Yeah, like you, you you're in baseball, uh-huh. you're getting paid. Uh-huh. They're they're part of your life, yep. and you uh, <laughs> seem to become a bigger and bigger fan of the game. It's just really amazing how something like that goes. So uh, yeah, phenomenal night. Congratulations again to everybody who was a part of it and everybody who had a role in making this happen and all of it. It was uh, it was pretty darn cool. I was I was more excited than I thought I would be, honestly. Mm-hmm. It just uh, was that kind of a, a cool, cool evening for uh, for Seattle. So, um, well, it is time right now, Brock. I said I have a little uh, a little special All Star edition. Seven thirty. I know. Yeah. Well, this is where we've we've done it in the past. A little All Star edition of one of our favorite games. 
play a little Witch is Better. I think we're just, uh, we're, we're searching for the music. We, we've lost our Witch is Better music. It's, it's abandoned us somehow. <laughs> I don't know where it goes. Sometimes the music just kind of, uh-huh. it just sort of drifts away off into the, off into the ether. So <laughs> I can start asking you Witch is Better. Oh, here we hey, go. there it is. I got faith in those. Nice job, Trevor. In the length of those fingers pushing the right buttons. I've got faith. So we got Trevor training on the board today, and Mora had to step in and grab the music, and she did it without moving because her fingers just She reached, just reached right she over reached right Trevor's shoulder. Fingers. I'm in the in the fi- right now. <laughs> the hands of snakes. <laughs> Which you is guys better? created such a conspiracy. Medusa fingers. A picture from Ashley Cox, who used to work here's bridal shower the other day, and I have my jacket in my hand. <laughs> And someone said, why are you always trying to hide your fingers? <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's going to be uh, in Which is Better today. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Oh, Ashley's oh. going to make an appearance in Which is Better. Oh, All, right. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Which is better, Brock, the home run derby or the all-star game? Yeah, the all-star game. Wow. Yeah. Unpopular opinion, I think, these days. I think more people, I bet you the ticket was harder to get in town for the derby. Really? Everyone I talked to was like, well, because really? of the kids. Like, I want to bring my kids. I want to go to the derby, the game, whatever. I got sort of the opposite impression. Huh. I mean, I, I am just a, a baseball guy. I enjoy watching Apparently. the actual game, the pitching, the the running, the stealing, the climbing the wall. Just, you know, the home run derby is really cool. And when someone like Julio is in it, mm-hmm. and that moment was bigger and better. I mean, the moment for Julio hitting 41 was the biggest and brightest and best moment all week, period. Yes. End of story, not a debate. But after a while, it's just like bottle rockets. Yes. There's a home run. So it's the opposite. They make the sound first. That's good. That's good. That's a good impression. You know what? I agree with you, actually. After going to both, and I really did enjoy both events, I'm going to go with the game. How about you? You guys both went to both. What did you come up with? Well, I would go derby. Derby for Mora. Seeing Julio hit the 41 first round. Yeah, that was more special to me than, than anything that Yeah, I'm going Derby. Watch, watching the other wow. players go nuts wow. for other players, I think that's really, really fun to watch. It totally loosens them up, and it's in a different thing you don't get to see. All right. Uh, which is better, cheering for Julio or booing the Astros? Mm. Oh, wow. I'm a better cheerer, let's be clear. So I'm going to land on that one. When you got hands like I do, yeah. and you can clap you can the clap. way yeah. I can clap, yeah, it's like those men that can your... whistle, you know, that, that, and women that can do that, do that that really loud whistle. You can't they... do the two-finger whistle? No. Your can dad you... can do that, though, right? Oh, of course. Right, Any coach. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Like Luke can do it. My dad can they do it. They don't let you coach until you can do That's that. right. They teach that. It's the first lesson when you get your coaching playbook. Here's your coaching shorts. They're yeah. tight. And then here's your whistle. And, and not that whistle, your two-finger whistle. Yeah, and booing takes away your best attribute, your best advantage Correct. with your hands. Correct. I would say that whether they know it or not, Seattle fans say it's cheering because at the end of the game when Kyle Tucker was up, they kind of had to cheer mm-hmm. him because they wanted Julio to be up again. And so I would say the allure of Julio actually was stronger than the desire to boo Kyle Tucker. I'm going to say it is completely age demographic. I, the whole, like, come to Seattle, the whole booing, that's the 18 to 30-year-old. Oh, you think 35, so? Oh, yeah. The 35 up, 
Not quite as prone to that, but that, this younger Mariners generation, we see it in social media. We yep. see it in t- this younger Mariners generation, man. They are not messing around. All right, which is better, the Fox broadcast or the ESPN broadcast? Hmm. I must recuse myself from this conversation. <laughs> you know what I thought was really great was hearing hearing Joe Davis over the PA in the stadium. I thought that was cool. That's for a, the intros, right? Yeah, that's something mm-hmm. that we don't get. Right? That was fun, and I love Joe Davis. I, I didn't get to watch either one of the broadcasts, so I don't know which is better. I can't answer the question, but I thought I would try to make Brock uncomfortable by at least asking. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate Good that. Good idea. Did the best I can. He loved it, by the way. Joe was enthralled by the fans. I said, was it like the 12s? He said, well, hold on a second. <laughs> like the 12s in a football game, it's just a, a different deal. But the energy and the juice last night, the scene, the sights, all of it, uh, I know that he loved it. And Sean B., as we've played some of those calls, just does a great job, too. So. Which is better, summer in Seattle or summer anywhere else? Come on. <laughs> just spent the last hour and a half talking about how great that was. I got to tell you, man, summer in Seattle is really phenomenal. Yep. Yeah. It is It is impossible to beat because a day like yesterday, not only is the weather quite literally perfect, it's like room temperature wherever you go. And I don't mean the room temperature of this stupid studio that's always at like, you know, 37 degrees. Mm-hmm. I mean, actual comfortable room temperature wherever you go. The sun is shining. The the clouds have gone away. The, the sky couldn't be more blue. Uh-huh. And it's light all day forever. It was so light out when I walked out of that game yesterday. Yes. It was amazing. Well, you also left in the second inning, so I guess Let's it would have been pretty light down. So the All-Star <laughs> game next year will be played in, in Texas. Arlington, Texas. Okay. You know what that temperature today in Arlington, Texas is? Oh, 112. In 100% humidity. 105. Yeah. Oh, now it's going to be 70 percent humid. Correct, but you're walking around. You still have to park. You have to get to the stadium. You have to be around it. Like all the. How do you beat this? I mean, how do you beat this place? Are they going to have a play ball next door? Like, I mean, 105. Right. Yeah. And we like we they mean more here. You earn the summers here. Because Which of what you endure in January yeah. and February yeah. and the moss and, so yeah, and the just, darkness. Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's not talk about And like about December that. You know 12th. What? I'm happy. Let's not talk about What do you mean? Decem- about December 12th when you drive in here and it's dark and you leave at 4 o'clock yeah. and it's dark. Yeah. Go with my dad's birthday. Is that right? <laughs> December 12th. Sure. Which is better, booing Goodell or booing Manfred? Manfred. Manfred. Yeah. Goodell has learned. Goodell. It, Goodell like it doesn't hurt he him anymore. It, no, he right? does. Yeah. He's, he's figured out a way to co-opt the uh-huh. booze. Uh-huh. And then still hug the players and sometimes awkwardly have him jump in his arms, which is very bizarre and I weird. St- I still can't stand Goodell. When Man- I think Goodell actually bothers me more than Manfred. Really? Yeah, I think he does. Did I, re- I tell you last year? I don't think I told you this. Last year, Fox seminar he spoke at, mm-hmm. and uh, we were working out together, and I didn't even know it was him in there. It's like, man, that guy's getting after it. Bad. He had like a hat on and, you know, headphones, and he was he was rocking. Like DePoto when you see him down at pretty, uh, spring training. Very, kind of same very similar. Very similar. Which is better, Elias Diaz or Malcolm Smith? Hmm, MVPs. Rando MVPs yeah. among tons of stars uh, around them. Malcolm Smith. That was a Super Bowl. That wasn't. That wasn't the. It wasn't an exhibition. That wasn't yeah. like a for fun game. But think about the difference in talent level between Elias Diaz and everybody else around him last night. 
And he's 32? He's a random 32-year-old catcher yeah. who no one's ever heard of, but Colorado needed an all-star, and he's having a decent year. Good for him. And he didn't make it to the bigs to like 30, right? I mean, just Look at grinded. the other guys out on the field Correct. last night. It's sort of like Malcolm Smith being the MVP of the Super Bowl. How cool for that guy, though, for the rest of his life to have that trophy. And kind of like Malcolm, right? Same thing. Like, yep, yep you can never take it away from me. I just can't wait when we get our next All-Star game here in 22 years and they have to bring back Elias Diaz. (laughs) What? Probably probably not. Probably not. Uh, Well, I mean, last night night they brought back Cal Ripken. Cal, kind of a big... Oh, big guy. Yeah, that's huh? Cal Ripken. He's an adult. But that's, grown my, but that's literally no, my point. It's like, kinda, remember a few years ago and before the Super Bowl when they brought out. Kind of got big. All right. When they brought out all the Super Bowl MVPs. Oh, body shame and Brock. No, just not body, just big. Just And then he messed up his name, too. He didn't call him the right name. Anywho, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Not that I was judging. I was saying, do you remember in the Super Bowl where they brought out all the old Super Bowl MVPs? Yes. And it was like, and Malcolm Smith. And everyone was like, wait, who is that? Yes. Oh, and the Seahawks won. Why wasn't it Cam Chancellor again? Right. Yeah. Anyway. Kind of like the Cowboys corner, right? What was his name? They caught a couple of interceptions. The same deal on the team of all of those yeah. stars. I forgot Larry the guy's name. Something? Larry. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was that guy. The text toy will love Okay. I want to say Woodson, but I don't think it no, was. No, absolutely not. It definitely right? wasn't Woodson. All right. Which is better, taking your mom to the game or taking your daughter to the game? Mm. Which you did over the 40, 24-hour span. <laughs> I was looking at you guys. I thought uh-huh. you guys were going to answer. <laughs> it seems uh-huh. like a lose-lose situation. Yeah, isn't, isn't the correct answer a tie? Well, since I put Brock on the spot yeah. with, uh, with the Fox or ESPN broadcast, I yep. thought I would do the same. That's pretty nice. Well, you know, I, I try to help. So I'm trying to imagine my hypothetical would yep. be Haley or Macy to the Derby yep. and then Grandma Peg. Which would be better, Haley or Macy? <laughs> Choose between your kids. <laughs> So this turned into another Brock on the spot. Yeah. Which is ha- better has been Haley, Haley would ask yeah. for less. Right. Yeah, she's been in school for three years. Well, she's learned a, she would appreciate a hot dog. Like, wow. wow. That's what I was going to say. Yes. See, that overall, that, and eventually that's what it comes down to. My mom asked for nothing. <laughs> Pretty low maintenance. She doesn't get up. Uh-huh. She doesn't move. She just now, you know, she doesn't move as quickly around the pregame party and sure. some of that stuff. And you kind of have to, oh, wait, hold on. Come on, mom. Let's go. I'll wait for you and all some of that. <laughs> But she doesn't ask for anything. Nothing. She just comes along, and, yep. which is great. Yep. Cecily asks for everything. She needs Dippin' Dots, and then sure. she needs a hot dog, That's and right. I want this, and, and I want to get that, and, and now I need this. Can yep. I have a shirt? Can I have a hat? And Can That's I get right. hot and can Like, it's yep. nonstop. Can I, yep. can I, can I, can I, can I? Can I tell you how much I paid for these tickets? <laughs> I mentioned that to Cecily <laughs> yes. at some point. That was the end of the asking. <laughs> Anyway, uh, just for that reason, I'm going with mom over daughter. Right. That's how it goes. Uh-huh. Uh, which is better? Oh, the music bed's out. Keep oh. the, I need oh. more music. This Here we is, go. This is the best one. <laughs> Thank you. Which is better? It's only a 12-minute bed. That's all we got. Yeah. Which is better? All right. Justin or Ashley? No. No, no, no. Like, no. Which is being ruthless in this. Which is better today? Mora, which is better? I'm going to I'm going to take this opportunity. Uh-huh. I would they're, like, two, they're honestly probably the two nicest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, so well, which so which uh, is better? Ashley, catch up. she's getting married, okay? She had a <laughs> yeah. wedding oh, shower last week. Nice. Obviously oh. better. Yeah. Oh. asked me that last night is Ashley getting married soon? So she went up in his book immediately. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Boom. And I I take this opportunity to say something very nice. Ashley is terrific at her job. 
And I've learned so much from her and JB in the or three months now that I've been there. She is so which is better. Okay, so behind the She's scenes better. question for you, Justin. She's better. Okay, She's- behind the scenes question. Yeah. For those of us that were there not watching it on TV, it, they had the kid run around the bases, which is going to be one of my takeaways. And yes, I did cry my eyes out. From a baseball ops, like, do you have people in your ear yelling at you? Because they had tried, you know, he was running around the bases and then he had to get over to, to play ball and, the, and Julio was loving on him and players were high-fiving him. It's like, and I know how TV works too. Like, come on, you know, we're, we're in, yeah. in the, in the, I don't know, what was the part, what was your uh, coworker's name that was trying to get oh, the, Callie. Oh, oh Callie's yeah. out there. Like, come it's on, like, go, oh, come gotta, on, <laughs> gotta come to the mic. And, we gotta and, do a thing Yes, here. and then she can't like go out and drag him, right? It's on national <laughs> television. Come on, please. Like, I have a different question for Justin and he may not want to answer it. So you can pass, oh. but I've got to ask you anyway okay so we were excited for you last night of course my mom wanted to see you out there doing your thing and you did the uh fair what is it foul uh, foul territory foul territory where, and jerry's eggs right yeah. where you have to find the large chicken yes so there's another the version that happens during the regular season we have to find sasquatch okay so it's a concept that's been done in the stadium yeah. understood and the winner of that mm-hmm. wins a year-long supply of eggs yeah here's my question sherry from coeur d'alene <laughs> How many eggs do you eat in a year? She said once we told her what the prize was, she went, oh, this is going to be so great for my family. I was trying to think, like, if I won a year a year supply of eggs, uh-huh. it'd be like two or three dozen eggs. Be like, oh, cool. You know how many I, would be for me? I did this whole, yeah, Maura would get nothing. <laughs> for me, I was like, oh, cool. This is like a $25 prize that I got for, for doing this. For the entire else year. wins like a trip on Alaska wherever they go. It's like, oh, my God, yes. I get 25 bucks for eggs. <laughs> Your supply. Your supply of health, healthy but protein packs. I don't need them, but Jerry's I've heard. home run eggs, so. <laughs> well, Do you guys. I don't eat them, but I've heard they're really expensive now. Yeah. Eggs? I mean, they're not cheap. Like, do you not do a lot of the egg world? A but. lot of baking, cakes, and cookies. No, and, really? No, me. We Heather? bake a little bit. All right, fine. Maybe we buy a carton of eggs twenty times a year. I mean, like, all right. You know, that's a few eggs. Right. It's just a. Fu- right. I, don't know, I like the prize. I like. Yeah, it. it was. It's fun. I'm glad. I'm glad we got. And to Justin, do it. you did a great job. Thank with you. It. There was there was a little bit of chaos right before that happened because our Person. original contestant didn't show. It was a whole thing. Well, but. the backup contestant really struggled to Sherry. find that chicken. She I was, know. It took her a while. Well, to find also, that thing. I mean, everyone the, was trying to help her. The 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 contest is called foul territory. Right. So bold of them to put the. The, in fair the territory. Chicken in fair territory. Justin with a good line last night. She starts looking. Justin goes, "Oh, good idea. Start off in foul territory." <laughs> Which just I was. I really wanted to sneak in some more puns. I wanted to say like excellent or like, "Oh, you're getting really scrambled." Why or like, didn't you do that? <laughs> just chaos, man. Well, that's why the answer to this question is very clearly Ashley uh, the beats yes. Justin, yes, and true. it's time now for Blue Eighty Eight. This is Brock and Sox Blue Eighty Eight. Blue Eighty Eight. We take you to the field as Brock Heward breaks down three football questions as only he can. Now here's your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. Need your readers. Yes, <laughs> uh, quarterbacks. Yes, always our favorite topic. This year's class was good. Well, three in the top five. Great. However you want to phrase it, mm-hmm. how does next year compare to this Better. Year? Better and deeper. And it is why I don't think you can ever reach for that position because the great Michael Salk from year one has always talked about finding the quarterback and finding the quarterback. And the only thing worse 
than not having a quarterback is having the wrong quarterback. And how many years there, a couple years there for Seattle, we tried to find the, the next you know QB to follow Hasselback, and certainly Russell Wilson came around, and the rest was history for a decade. And Geno, amazing last year. I look at this upcoming draft class. So last year there were three in the top five. This year... So Young goes number one. Caleb Williams is going to go number one next year. Already Mahomes-like comparisons for the kids out of SC. C.J. Stroud uh, goes, what, four? Drake May is going to go probably two. The kid out of North Carolina. And I think a better prospect than C.J. Stroud even right now. Anthony Richardson goes five. Well, you can put, I think, Michael Penick's arm. And certainly the kid. Have you seen the kid out of Tennessee that's following Hendon Hooker? Oh, of course. Joe Milton? Yeah, Joe. He started at Michigan. good. Uh, just, <laughs> I'm going to tackle you. <laughs> just during break, go on your Twitter. You, you know, I, I was watching the Tennessee spring game, as I do no. every year. Uh, he, if you think, I think John Schneider was the one to tell me that if the football field was 150 yards long, Anthony Richardson could probably throw it 150. Mm. This kid, Joe Milton, at Manning Passing Academy, I mean, it is, it's ludicrous. It's Jamarcus Russell, Anthony Richardson, the ease with which he throws the ball 80, 85 yards. Mm. Like, how? How do you do that? So from a freakish athleticism, so those are those three. Now, there was quite a quite a drop, right? There was Will Levis in the second, Hannon right. Hooker in the third. This upcoming class, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Jordan Travis, Jaden Daniels, uh, Quinn Ewers, Sam Hartman, Keaton Slovis. I love Cam Rising. I mean, there are a ton hmm. of very, well, very cool. intriguing well, names. For a very interesting I'm not talking like those guys that I just mentioned are first-rounders, but there's going to be an immense amount of depth, even more Baskin-Robbins of flavors, Good. and maybe a reason why those Seahawks at number, f- wherever they were at, number five, didn't go Anthony Richardson. All right, question number two. You were there yesterday, Brock. You got to see all the All-Stars in person. If you could choose any of them on your football team, yeah. who would you want? It would be that right fielder from Texas. Of course. It's Adolis Garcia. Oh, it's not close. my gosh. He's an NFL strong safety. Did you? Have you seen his forearms? Yes. I mean, McGuire, Canseco, Sosa on roids. Not close. I mean, his his form and then on top of it, his bicep. We were talking about Bautista last segment throwing a baseball how do you is that muscular right you don't typically see baseball players that kind of muscle mass because you have to have fluidity and then you see him in the ball you know he lost it in the in that sun that was part of it but to have the athleticism to twist and turn and jump into the wall and make that catch twice (laughs) yeah that guy is cam chancellor like put him he's probably a little shorter because cam's about six two six three i don't know what garcia is but outside of that, he's probably even broader and more muscle-bound than even Cam. But I bet he's not as fast. I think that's where you'd run into the, like, oh, he's not as fast as you need him to be to probably. play in the NFL. Probably. But, you know, if he had been doing that and focusing on that his entire life as opposed to, you know, spending all the time learning to hit. What would Julio be? You know, I think most of these guys are safeties, strong safeties, right? Willis Garcia, by the way, is 205 pounds. Oh, he's only 205. What, six foot 205? Six one, 205. Six one. I'm going to take the over on 205. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I think I'm probably muscle weighs more than fat. So. Six one, 220? Yeah, I think he's closer to that. Uh, Rosarena is twitchy as all get out, too. I mean, he looks like a... He looks like a corner almost. I mean, there, there's there's a there's a Julio could could be a tight end in the NFL. Six three, six four, two thirty, H back tight. I mean, there are just a bunch of tremendous, tremendous athletes. All right, question number three. 
Must-see TV tonight for NFL fans will be... The QB documentary coming out. Watched a little four-minute preview of it yesterday and just the behind the scenes. It's Kirk Cousins, it's Marcus Mariota, and it's Patrick Mahomes. And, and even in that four-minute teaser, what you got to see was a little bit of what I witnessed in my life experience of watching Peyton. And it's not just the when you get into the facility and, and work it's and put those hours in. It is the discipline and the commitment off the field. It is the number of hours. It is the, the whole schedule that is built around getting to every Sunday. And I think this is going to be in-depth. I think there's going to be stuff in there that we normally don't get to see. I think it'll be Hard Knocks Plus with such a hyper-focus on three pretty intriguing characters, right? Mariota, a little bit more laissez-faire, a little bit more Hawaiian Island, a little bit more laid-back. Kirk Cousins, a little more homeschool. And then Patrick Mahomes right in the middle and just an absolute baller. Homeschool Tom Brady, right? Homeschool Tom Brady. It's a great boy. How do you say? Along those lines, we just got a little bit of breaking news that uh, the Jets are officially the Hard Knocks team. As they should be. I thought we already knew that. We knew it, but it, was it wasn't speculated. official. Oh, it was official. only speculated? Yeah. I just would have, I thought we actually knew it. That is uh, that is today's Blue 88. I thought we knew that. Well, it was all, as people kind of did the did the, the pieces of the puzzle, figuring out who it could be. It was like, oh, it's going to be the Jets. Right. And they can't say no. Okay. And yeah, with Aaron Rodgers and everything else, and the year they got to win, and yada, yada, yada. Hey, so. good texture here, 209. How about Otani? Putting him out on a football field. I mean, that's that's a tight end. Don't you think? Yeah, that's a tight end. He can really move. That might be like a big receiver, like an ex, like a DK Metcalf receiver. He's he's six four, six five, two thirty. I mean, he is. Yeah, he's another one that's just a total absolute specimen. Well, and if he were playing football, he'd be just getting bigger. I mean, that's yes. the point, right? Like if you tell that guy with that frame, okay, why don't you go mm-hmm. play tight end, mm-hmm. and then you work it being the size of an NFL tight end. Seriously, think about that Mariners clubhouse. And I know that team wasn't great in two thousand nine, but think about that first spring. When we went down, and I looked at you, and I'm like, "What? Is, what are we doing here? Like, where are the athletes? Who are these guys? They look like you. Right? There's a bunch of Mike Salks in this clubhouse. Where are? Where's? And you had to kind of. Oh, it's a different sport. It's a skill sport. It's you not. Know, it's another way of saying, "Where are the Mies? <laughs> <laughs> so I met a. I met. I met a kinda. guy. I met, <laughs> met a really nice guy last night. Fan of the show. Uh-huh. We were talking for a little while, and he says. You're not that short or fat. You look great. And I was like, oh, I thanks. I, pr- I appreciate that. He's like, what? Why? I was expecting you to be like much shorter and much rounder, but you're not You're not either of those things. You're like a normal looking person. I was like, yeah, for the last 15 years of my life, this person I know has been convincing the world around me that I'm a short, fat troll. Really appreciate it. So I guess I should thank you because when people I meet think me, you've had something to do with that perception. <laughs> I think you have made. Yeah, you describe that. yourself as like a, a hairy, hairy. hairy yes, yeah. I'm always willing to admit to the hairiness because it's accurate. I'm hairy, but I'm all, I'm five ten. This guy makes me out to be five foot four. That's the problem. He's been lying about me for a very, very long time, and it's made me look bad. All right, coming up next, Brock Julio Rodriguez. Did two things last night that were incredible and showed his maturity. Tell you what both of them were next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. And no, you're not mature at all.